Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today is June 8th. I'm Amanda Barker. And I'm Bill Antonio. Welcome to the Born on This Day podcast. Indeed. Welcome and happy World Oceans Day. Oh, lovely. Yes. Today is our day to celebrate all those beautiful oceans that we have in this planet. The concept was originally proposed in 1992 by Canada's International Centre for Ocean Development and the Ocean Institute of Canada. But of course, we celebrate it all over the world. It's an international day that supports the implementation of worldwide sustainability development goals and fosters public interest in the management of the ocean and its resources so go out and uh, do something great for the oceans today i'm a huge ocean fan myself because my mom used to buy me those jacques cousteau books when i was a kid what's your favorite ocean um the pacific i've been in the pacific and the atlantic and the pacific is very very beautiful i was in the middle of uh i was on the coral reef in australia on a pontoon and it was uh, the most extraordinary thing beautiful i think i've been to them all but the arctic yeah well that makes sense and there's lots of ways that we can tell our oceans how much we love and care about them one of the ways is if you change your it's very simple to do costs you nothing but change your uh web browser from your google or your yahoo whatever you normally use to ocean hero if you let ocean hero be the default browser for every 20 searches they commit to taking a plastic bottle out of the ocean Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, people born on June 8th, you have an inborn sense of analysis. You're very open-minded, but you're also very critical. You don't take things at face value, and June 8th babies can be very confrontational. Oh, all right. Good to know. Well, that's very true based on what I've been told from people who have met our first birthday celebrant. <gasps> really? Uh, for- dish, dish, <laughs> yeah. dish. Well, off record, I'll dish, but not not for our demure <laughs> listeners. She was first made famous by her role on the hit series ER. Juliana Margulies went on to have success with the show The Good Wife. She was born in Spring Valley, New York on this day in 1966. I'm sure if you asked Juliana Margulies one of her career highlights, it would certainly be, of course, appearing in Snakes on a Plane as the flight attendant Claire Miller. <laughs> Who I'm sure little blame her. Little did she know what would happen uh, with yeah. with that film after they decided the name. Uh, this next person is one of my favorites on this list. He starred in the film version of The Music Man. Later, he earned an Oscar nomination for his performance in the 1982 comedy hit Victor Victoria. Robert Preston was born on this day in Newton Highlands, Massachusetts, in 1918, and died in 1987 at the age of 68. Preston collaborated twice with filmmaker Blake Edwards, first in S.O.B. in 1981 and again in Victor Victoria in 1982 for portraying Carol Toddy Todd in the latter. And he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor at the 55th Academy Awards. Yep. He lost to Lou Gossett Jr. in An Officer and a Gentleman. Ah, I'm reading Mm -hmm. so much about Blake Edwards right now because, of course, that was... uh, Right. Yeah. Very happy um, marriage, those two. Yes, him and Julie Andrews, of course, is who we're talking about as I read her autobiography currently. He loved her because she had a potty mouth. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, Yeah, yeah, very, very fascinating, of course, her life and his. She made us laugh as the hot-to-trot neighbor in Edward Scissorhands before her role on the show Picket Fences earned her a Golden Globe and three Emmys. Kathy Baker was born in Midland, Texas on this day in 1950. And she earned a BA degree in French in 1977 from UC Berkeley. Oh, she's not putting it to much use now, is she? (laughs) Right. 
Jerry Stiller starred in both versions of Hairspray and appeared as George Costanza's father on Six Years of Seinfeld. He was born in New York City on this day in 1927 and died just a month ago at the age of 92. Yeah, it's amazing hearing um, Jerry Seinfeld talk about Jerry Stiller because he said he was the only actor in the the history of that show that never got a note. It was always, 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 um, you know, whatever he did, that was how it had to be. And often they would do it in one or two takes, which is, you know, unheard of. A little history of Jerry Stiller. He met actress, comedian Ann Mara, and they married in 1954. And until Stiller suggested it, Mira had never thought of doing comedy. Um, But they joined the Chicago improvisational company, the Compass Players, which we now know later became Second City. And after that, began performing together. Interesting. And and Mira was on Sex and the City, which Amanda and I will now talk about for 35 minutes. Who was she (laughs) in Sex and the City? She was Steve's mom. Or Brady's mom, as you like to call him. (laughs) (laughs) Brady's grandmother. And she was so good in it. She was yeah, so good. That was. wedding scene, she was so good in it. And I'm not surprised uh, Jerry Stiller never got a note, though, because he's from those days when those guys did, like, they lived and breathed comedy, and they would do, like, they would, do, those, those TV shows in the 50s were all done live. Like, you had yeah. to be perfect, and there was no going back, right? So I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, that he was, uh, he was that letter perfect. Anyway. To quote Julie Andrews, a good actor is somebody that does it until they get it that practices until they get it right a professional is someone who practices until they can't get it wrong yeah yeah she's not wrong while his literary heritage might be daunting griffin dunn proved himself an actor in his own right in films like after hours and an american werewolf in london before turning to directing with the films addicted to love and practical magic he was born in new york city on this day in 1955 but also bill what other film was he in uh, probably the film that I rented a hundred times and was the only one that bought on DVD. And that would be Who's That Girl starring Madonna. Can I tell you, I had that cassette and there's a lot of good songs <laughs> that none of us have ever heard, like that never really made it to the mainstream. I had that cassette in a 1987 trip to mm-hmm. Florida with my mm-hmm. dad and my brother and sister. I played it in my Walkman the entire time as I grew up my bad perm. And all I wanted was to go down the street because there was a soap opera stars softball tournament. And I really wanted to meet Maurice <laughs> Bernard who played Sonny and all my children. Of course he went on to, to be on general hospital. Oh no, he played Nico in all my children, but went mm-hmm. on to play Sonny in general hospital, of course. And that's all I wanted. And I listened to that tape the entire time such a good tape well everyone did the soundtrack was a huge huge hit because madonna's albums always sell well but the movie was a bomb barbara bush was the first lady of the united states from 1989 to 1993 of course she was the wife of george hw bush who served as the 41st president of the united states and founder of the barbara bush foundation for family literacy she was born in 1925 and she did pass away in 2018 Hmm. Mark Feuerstein has played charming (laughs) love interests in shows like Allie McBeal and Sex in the City, before having his own show, Royal Pains. He was born in New York City on this day in 1971. Sonia Braga first made waves in the Brazilian classic Dona Flor and her two husbands, later appearing in Kiss of the Spider Woman and Moon Over Parador, as well as a guest run on Sex in the City. Most recently, she has received acclaim for her performances in the films Aquarius and Bacarau. She was born in Maringa, Brazil on this day in 1950. 
Who was she in Sex in the City? There's a lot of Sex in the City actors I know. here. Well, it's the only show that I know off by heart, so I always know when someone was on that show. Mar- like Mark Furstein was the ophthalmologist who has sex yes. with Miranda. The one who uh, she faked the orgasm with because he, yes, he yes. couldn't uh, make her come. Um, Sonia Braga was uh, Maria when Samantha went lesbian. Yes, for five that, I was yeah. going to say she was one of the lesbians. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, yes, yes. She was good. I like She's that story. Always line. good. She's always good. I she wish... was also on the Cosby Show, which is what I first remember her from as a kid. Oh, really? Who was she on yeah. the Cosby Show? She was the teacher, the one who uh, who uh, had her hair up in a bun, and then she pulls it out and puts on her t- takes off her glasses or whatever. Oh, anyway. interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I wish they had continued with that Samantha storyline, but anyway, I wish it wasn't just like a flash in the pan. But that yeah, that's how her story ended. That would have been great. This next actor is closer to home. The very handsome David Sutcliffe has appeared in Gilmore Girls and Private Practice and in the films Under the Tuscan Sun and Happy Endings. He was born in Saskatoon on this day in 1969. But he's retired from acting. He announced it on his Facebook page in 2019. He did? Uh, that's I didn't know what that. he he told May 20th, 2019, he announced he was retired. I hmm. don't I don't really you know, he's He's 50. Like, I don't really understand <laughs> when you retire know. from acting. Act, like, okay. Or you can just not go out for auditions anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know. First of all, I call bullshit on that because he's so cute and we need to keep him in movies even at 50. And also, all actors are Bette Midler in Beaches. They retire and then the one thing comes along that drags them back and they drop everything for it. So well, I, I'll believe it when I see thing. it, David. No such thing as retiring from acting. Yeah, the business always has you. It always yeah. has you. Keenan Ivory Wayans first conquered television with his hilarious sketch series *In Living Color*, then went on to further success with the scary movie franchise and the film *White Chicks*. He was born in New York City on this day in 1958. He wanted to produce a variety show similar to *Saturday Night Live* with a cast of people of color that took chances with his content, and that's what he ended up doing. And I never missed a single episode. I loved that show. Oh really? Oh, yeah. I wish I wish I had loved it or watched it more. It just wasn't in my sphere. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta definitely see it. I think you can find episodes floating around mm-hmm. somewhere. It's so good. Dan Futterman has appeared as an actor in the films *The Birdcage* and *A Mighty Heart* and a guest spot on, you guessed it, *Sex in the City*. But he also <laughs> earned an Oscar nomination for his screenplay for the film *Capote*. He was born in Silver Spring, Maryland, on this day in 1967. He also adapted and produced a 10-part series for Fox, Grace Point, which is an awful, awful play-by-play, line-by-line copy of the outstanding British series Broadchurch. Oh, Watch Broadchurch. I didn't realize he worked on that. Hmm. Yeah, he that was his baby, too. Uh, he took a great thing and made it community theater, folks. That's um, a shame. L- let's see. Who was he in Sex and the City? Uh, the, uh, the gay straight man, the one that Charlotte oh, yeah. dated who she thought was yeah. gay and then, yeah. And then yep, she yep, couldn't yep. handle it when he was scared of the mouse. Yeah. Well, let's see if Gabby Giffords had a role in Sex in the City. We'll ask our <laughs> resident Sex in the City ethologist, Bill. Um, but she's an American politician and gun control advocate who served as a member of the United States House of Representatives representing Arizona's 8th congressional district from January 2007 until January 2012, when she resigned due to a severe brain injury that, of course, she suffered during an assassination attempt. We all remember Oof. it. And she's had an amazing recovery and done such an amazing work. Gabby Giffords might not have been on Sex in the City that we remember, um, but she <laughs> has a birthday today. 
I'm sh- I'm sure she was sitting back there in the fashion show, you know, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Winter appeared in the film's Airport and the Crimson Pirate with Burt Lancaster, but she's best known for her performance in the original version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. She was born in Berlin on this day in 1931 and died in 2011 at the age of 79. Alexis Smith was a Hollywood star of the Golden Age who appeared in the films San Antonio and Gentleman Jim, then later appeared in the controversial Once Is Not Enough and as a recurring guest on Dallas. She was born in Penticton, British Columbia on this day in 1921 and died in 1993 at the age of 72, just months before the release of her final film, Martin Scorsese's The Age of Innocence. She returned to the big screen with star billing at the age of 54 in Jacqueline Suzanne's Once Is Not Enough opposite Kirk Douglas, followed by The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane with Martin Sheen and Jodie Foster. Mm -hmm. We watched (laughs) The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane um, not too long ago, and it was insane because Jodie Foster was a child, and there was a moment where she's completely naked and we were thinking she's not even she's a child in this movie looked it up it was her sister who stood in for her but her sister was 16 um and she is yeah head to toe naked um i mean to be honest they should make an edit if they're going to put it on tv because i don't even think that's legal but uh the 70s was a different world man it was a different morality sex with teenagers was super cool back then yeah totally and she was she had to fight and fight the studio just to get them to agree. I think she was 14 at the time to get them to agree to have not her be naked, but her 16 year old older sister to be naked. Is that yeah. crazy? I was okay. in love with Jodie Foster when I was a little kid. Cause I think I thought she was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Yeah. What was the film anyway. that she, the first film she directed about the kid who had like special... little man Tate. I loved that movie. Yeah. That was a great yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. Millicent Martin was the star of the 60s musical Stop the World, I Want to Get Off. Recently, she's elicited laughs for her performance as Joan Margaret on the hit Netflix series Grace and Frankie. She was born on this day in Essex, England in 1934. She made her Broadway debut along Julie Andrews in The Boyfriend in 1954. That's what uh, brought them both over to this side of the pond. Hmm. Interesting. She's had the odd gig as an actor, including in Fantastic Four and on One Tree Hill, but Maria Menounos is better known as an entertainment reporter. She was born in Medford, Massachusetts on this day in 1978. Oh, she's a Medford Greek. No. Medford. <laughs> Medford. In 2014, she won a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Entertainment News Program for her work, of course, on Extra Extra. Her boots were made for walking, and we also love Nancy Sinatra for singing one of the best Bond theme songs. She was born on this day in 1940 in Jersey City. She made her professional debut in 1960, of course, on her father's television special. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if Nancy Sinatra would have really had a career if it weren't for dad. I mean, I don't know. She had a nice voice. Do you know which Bond theme song she sang, Amanda? I, I don't. Tell me. You only live twice. It's the oh, prettiest of all the songs, yeah. But you're singing it better than she did. Oh, well, thank you so much. And part of that song, of course, was sampled by Robbie Williams many years later. That's anyway. right. I don't know uh, if he was a good singer, but Frank Lloyd Wright was an American <laughs> architect, interior designer, writer, and educator whose creative period spanned more than 70 years, designing more than 1,000 structures, of which 532 were fully completed. And he was born on this day in 1867. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, real artist. Mm -hmm. We lost her at the age of 81, but it felt too soon because she always seemed so young. Her career in comedy had many peaks and more than a few valleys, but she was a legend in Silvermane's one. She was born on this day in 1933 in Brooklyn. Amanda, do you know who I'm talking about? I have to think. It's gotta be Joan Rivers. My very, my very favorite, my favorite, favorite lady. Joan Alexandra Malinsky. Lots of That's right. Do you have a favorite joke? Do you have a favorite story? Oh my God, there's so many. It's hard to I even know. narrow it I down. Know. And I, I went and saw that documentary about her twice in the theater. I'm yeah. a, I'm a really, really big um, uh, admi- admirer of her, not just that I loved her comedy, but that I just, I admired the insane work, work ethic and she's yeah. a, she was a real hero of mine. And, you know, we... Uh, Sarah Silverman said it, you know, even though she was 81, it felt like she died young. Yeah, she wasn't done. Yeah, that's what when she died. I remember Sarah Silverman tweeting out, you know, she wasn't done. And that's that's it. That that pretty much sums it up. You know, I have to say the older I got, the more I loved her. Mm-hmm. The older she got, the funnier she became, in my opinion. And maybe that's yeah. just because I was getting older, too. I never missed an episode of, oh, gosh, I can't. I'm Joan and Melissa, Mother Knows no, no. Best, or Fashion no. Police. No, fa- come on. Fashion yeah. Police. <laughs> <laughs> I no, never missed an episode of Fashion Police. I loved it so much i loved her on it so much and i know that that's not the summation of all of her incredible work but it was something or maybe it is i don't know but it was something relatable something that made me laugh something that i actually because the truth is she genuinely had a real love and respect for the art of fashion as well people forget that you know and as she said um, the purpose is not to be mean, but if you're in a $10,000 dress and I don't like it, it's no big tragedy. Right. <laughs> That's a great way to end it. Did you know that when she died, both the Queen and Prince Philip separately called her daughter to offer their condolences? I can, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. They loved her in England. It. She was even bigger in England than she is here. Watch her on the Graham Norton show. You will have the best time of your life. Oh, God. The two of them yeah. together. I mean, the truth is, is I think we were just starting to actually appreciate all that she was when yep. she died. That's Very that's true. really what it comes down to. I think she had another 20 years of us just adoring her. And so it is, it was a. And given how young act. most of her body parts were, you know, it was a real waste. <laughs> as famous for his personal life as he is for his many musical hits, Kanye West was born in Atlanta, Georgia on this day in 1977. Of course, we might remember him from uh, the September. 13th, 2009 MTV Video Music Awards. Of course, Taylor Swift was accepting her award for Best Female Video. And West went on stage and grabbed the microphone to proclaim that Beyonce's video for Single Ladies, nominated for the same award, was, quote, one of the best videos of all time. It's just always amazing to me that that was one of the hills that he really chose to die on in that moment. I, know. Like, I can't believe that was as far back as 2009. I Where does know. the time go? Gosh. He has been crazy all these years, man. Gosh. I hmm. still crazy after all these years. I it's just amazing to me. I just he's just that train wreck. I mean, I could I could absolutely see him being the president of the United States. I could absolutely <laughs> see it. I could absolutely see it. And last but certainly not least, this lady is an iconic uh, singer of a, of a time. She sang to us about her total eclipse of the heart, and many of her classics are still popular with music fans. Bonnie Tyler was born on this day in 1951 in Skewen, South Wales. I hope I'm saying her, that. Right. 
I'm sure you are. Her work has earned her three Grammy Award nominations and three Brit Award nominations, among other accolades. What are some of her favorite songs or what are your favorite songs by her, I should say? I am a total Eclipse of the Heart fan. Like, That's I, all I really, I really remember her. Because I used to get her mixed up with Kim Carnes, I think. So uh, Yeah, it's that movie. and I Need a Hero. Aren't those the two songs that we yeah, know best? Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, when I think of Bonnie Tyler now, I always think of um, Kate Blanchett dancing in her kitchen in that movie Bandits because she plays a character who's obsessed with Bonnie Tyler. I don't think of that because I never saw it. But I believe you. I'll think of you thinking of that when I hear that song. (laughs) Happy June 8th birthday. Thanks so much for tuning in to Born on This Day. And see you tomorrow for another episode.